listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. It is so good to be back with you once again, where we are going to help level you up so you don't level out in your impact and your influence, and we are going to help you out as a leader. So today I want to talk about how to give a great presentation. We're going to jump right in. Now, I did. Uh, I put together a resource not too long ago on how to prepare for a great presentation, and uh, you can go get that. It's free at johnbarrettleadership.com. You can go find that. It's a great workbook um, that kind of walks you through a lot of what we're going to talk about today, but I want to talk to you about how to give a great presentation, kind of break down some of those things, maybe even add some thoughts into that resource as well here today. Now, here's the deal. Presentations are happening every day somehow, some way. You are giving presentations all the time, whether it's one-on-one with someone and you're trying to kind of convince them or you're trying to have a meeting and talk about something that you want to implement or an idea or something that you've got, you're probably somehow giving a presentation. It may not be a formal presentation, but nonetheless, you are presenting something. That's what a presentation is. You're presenting something. So whether that's an idea, uh, whether that is a, a challenge or a solution or a problem or whatever it is, you've got to get good at this because we are always presenting something somehow, some way where we are trying to communicate with people and we're trying to get something across to them and get that reception and make people feel connected to it and make people buy into it or want it or whatever it may be. So it may be an actual presentation that you're giving where you've got to get up in front of your team or you got to get up in front of your bosses or clients or somebody, doesn't matter what it is, and you're presenting something. It could be in a one-on-one meeting, could be in a group meeting where you've got something you want to bring to the table, but you're not sure how to get that idea across and how to really connect with that. All right, whatever it is, or if it's as simple as an impromptu opportunity where you're like, oh my gosh, here it is. I've got to be able to present this idea to them really quick right here. They're asking or the moment is is here and I've got to capitalize on it. So I want to help you do this because you're presenting all the time. And there are three things that we're actually going to unpack today that you have to answer, three questions that you've got to answer if you're going to present really well and you're going to give a great presentation. But before we do that, before we jump into those, let me just kind of lay some groundwork, all right? Because we've got to get good at this. Our ability to communicate is more important than the idea of whatever it is we're trying to communicate. Did you get that? Our ability to communicate, that is the most important thing, even greater than the idea of what we're trying to do. Because here's the deal. I've seen a lot of people, they've got great ideas. They really do. They've got good ideas, but they can't get that idea across to somebody else. And it limits their ability to move forward and be successful, right? And, and, and a lot of times I see people blame it on others, right? They say, well, I just, you know, they just don't like my ideas. And I don't know, they always have something else that they want to do. And it just seems like they're so resistant and all that. But I think many times it's their inability to present the idea. Is what's limiting them. The excuse is not to blame others, but it's to look in the mirror and say, wait a minute, what can I do to get better at communicating my idea, presenting my idea, whether it's one-on-one in a group, a presentation, a large audience, doesn't matter what it is. How do I get better at this? And I'm telling you that if you'll lean in today and you'll really take heart to a lot of the things that we're going to talk about that are very practical, um, that they're going to help you get better at this. Now, you have got to put the work in to practice and get better. 
But I'm telling you, if you'll get these ideas today, it is going to send you into um, the next level of what you need to do. So listen, here's the deal. The presentation, all right? People always ask, well, John, how do I give a presentation? Well, here's the deal. Here's what you got to remember. The presentation begins way before the presentation begins, all right? Now, let let me kind of unpack that thought a little bit for you because the presentation begins way before the presentation begins. When the presentation starts, that's just, that's kind of the go time. But there is a whole pregame warm up. There is a whole lot of prep that you've got to do before you're ready to present that idea. I love what heavyweight champion Joe Fraser, the, the boxer, said. I love this quote. He said, You can map out a fight plan or a life plan, but when the action starts, it may not go the way you planned. Hey, we've all experienced that, right? And you're down to your reflexes. That means your preparation. That's where your road work shows. If you cheated on that in the dark of the morning, well, you're going to get found out now under the bright lights. I love that, right? I heard a statement years ago that a championship boxer uh, is merely recognized in the ring, but they don't become a champion in the ring. They became a champion long before that fight began. They, they became a champion when they were putting in the hours early morning and late night and blood, sweat, and tears of practicing for that fight. In the ring is only when you find out who the champion is. It's not where they're made. So when you think about this, great presenters, they're, they're not just kind of in the moment and all this stuff. No, no, no. They've done a lot of legwork to help prepare them to be ready to know either one, how to just develop themselves as a presenter or two, specifically how to be able to present whatever it is that they're trying to present. They've done the legwork to kind of think about this and be able to bring it into the ring, if you will, and be successful in what they do. So remember, the presentation begins way before the presentation begins. So you may have heard this statement that um, I think it was Zig Ziglar that said this, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but I love Zig, by the way. But anyway, Zig Ziglar, the famous motivational speaker from years ago, had an opportunity to meet Zig once uh, before he passed away. And that what a phenomenal guy that changed the world through his resources and talks, uh, almost kind of a father day of, of, of uh, a father of modern day motivational speaking. But anyway, uh, he's I think he said this uh, or somebody did somebody very wise. When preparation meets opportunity, there's success, right? So when preparation meets an opportunity, there is success, right? When you're ready for your time and it comes, then there is success. But, but here's what I'm going to add to that statement, right? I'm going to go down in history to add this to, to, to the books, okay? But the opposite is true. When procrastination meets opportunity, there is distress, right? I mean, think about it. When preparation meets opportunity, there's success. But when procrastination meets opportunity, there's distress. And you may have been there. You may have experienced this in your life where you were you you didn't put in the, the prep work, so to speak, but an opportunity came up and you weren't ready and you procrastinated and now it's time and there is distress. I mean, you don't feel good because you're not ready. So remember, a great presentation begins way before the presentation begins. So make sure you take time to prepare so you can make the most of the opportunity, right? Those who treat small things like they're big things, those are the people that end up doing really big things, right? When you treat small things like they're big things, those are the people you want to look for. Hey, side note, if you're a leader and you're looking for the, the rock stars in your organization that are, that are going to one day kind of uh, take over and lead and, and they're the next upcoming people, you want to find people who take small things and treat them like they're big. Because those are the people that will do big things. Listen, if you've got ideas and people try to treat them smaller and do as little as they can and cut as many corners as they can and take maybe what could be a big thing and make it smaller, 
Those are the people that are never going to make it. So who are those that take small things, but they treat them like they're big things? Those are the ones that end up doing really big things. So here's a few tips just before we jump into the three questions that you've got to ask in order to give a great presentation. Here's the deal. Here's a few tips to help you prepare for your presentation. Number one is this, carve out time to collect your ideas, right? Like don't, don't just wait, you know, for an opportunity or, you know, don't just, you know, procrastinate, but go carve out time to collect ideas. All right. Here's another thought. Know your material better than anyone else. I mean, dig in and explore and figure out what it is that, that, that about this thing that you're trying to present and think of all the different angles and know the material better than anyone else. Try to do that. Now, create checkpoints uh, that you need to be leading up to the deadline, right? Create checkpoints where you need to be that's leading up to the deadline. So you may say, man, I got to have my rough draft by here because I got to give myself time to kind of re-look re at it and kind of get the idea a little bit better. Whatever it is, give yourself some checkpoints leading up to that deadline when maybe you're going to give that presentation in a meeting or whatever it is, right? Get ideas from others and bounce your ideas off of others, Right? So take some of the ideas you got and just ask the right people that, that care and that will kind of give you honest feedback. Right, Get some ideas. Kind of, hey, here's what I'm thinking about sharing. Here's how I'm kind of thinking about going into it. What are your thoughts? Right, Watch great communicators and see what they do to connect. Right, Study great communicators and figure out what is it that they do. And I'm not just talking the famous kind of TED Talks and all those things. I'm saying even in your organization, maybe there's somebody that's just a really good communicator that you know in a meeting and just think and observe and watch and say, why, do, why are they so good at what they do? Right? Why, why is she so good when she says this and connects with other people? Why is he so good when he presents that idea? Right? Ask questions about those around you that are doing it well and study them and see what they're doing and try to emulate that. And then practice, practice, practice so that you get better for that presentation. Right? You can't undergo that. All right, so here we go. Three questions that you must answer during your presentation. But before you give it, you've got to answer these three things. These are vital. All right? Now, here they are. I'm going to give them to you, then we're going to break them down. Number one is this. What do I want them to know? That's number one. Number two, what do I want them to feel? And then number three, what do I want them to do? So think about that right there. In that order, what do I want them to know? What do I want them to feel? And what do I want them to do? Right? So let's break these down, and this is going to be so helpful. In fact, if you'll prepare for any presentation and answer those three things in, internally within yourself, and then you can capitalize on those. So let's break down this first one. What do I want them to know? The key word here is information, right? Obviously, you're presenting something, and there needs to be information, right? There, there, there's got to be some kind of knowledge. There's got to be you know, data. There's got to be something that you're trying to give, right? That's, this is the meat of your content. What do I want them to know, right? What, what's the information, you know, and, and, and I love, remember the old G.I. Joe uh, cartoon, the commercial in the 80s, right? If you even were alive then or even remember that, but if you do, uh, they would always give like a public service announcement at the end of the cartoon, and they would say, you know, now you know, and knowing is half the battle, right? So what do I want them to know? You've got to think about what it, half the battle in giving a great presentation is figuring out what do I want them to know. Now, listen, this is important, right? Because no one can improve something that they're unaware of. So they've got to know what's going on. So in order to give a great presentation, you certainly need to help people understand the data and the information, right? This is the point in the, in the communication where you got to be clear about what needs to be known. Now, listen, not everything, right, that, that, that there is to know needs to be known, all right? 
Now listen, you've got to understand what is the most important pieces of information. This is where people mess up a lot. They, they give way too much or sometimes they give way too little, right? So you have to figure out not just what needs to be said, what, what doesn't need to be said, right? I mean, you've got to, you've got to get very specific about this, right? You can't just unload on people with information and data and all that, especially if what you're trying to present is very data heavy, right? You've got to be careful. All right, so think about, there's two things I want you to think about when you think about what do I want them to know about this information is this, don't get lost in the weeds, all right? Understand that not everything needs to be known to your audience, right? Not everything needs to be known to your audience. Many presenters, they make the mistake of getting deep into the weeds of unnecessary details, and you can't bore people with information that they don't know or or need to know, and more importantly, that they may not even care about, right? So one of the best ways you can do this is get into the shoes of your audience, right? Spend time asking questions with either a few people uh, who are going to be there or maybe people that are representative of what your audience is going to be like. Test your information on these people. Get their feedback before presenting, all right? So make sure that you don't get lost in the weeds, but stay right what needs to be done. That means you've got to know your audience. Certainly, if you're talking with a group of people that are experts in that, then, you, you know, you, their information needs to be probably a little bit deeper. But, you know, if, if it's a group of people where not everybody's going to understand, make sure that you're connecting with the audience there and kind of the collective audience, all right? Second thing to think about with this, first one was don't get lost in the weeds. Second thing about this whole what do I want them to know is this, don't get caught in the curse of knowledge, right? Now, we actually have a term for this in marketing called the curse of knowledge, and basically what that means is, is that when you're a, uh, an expert on a certain subject, you tend to assume that everybody else is an expert on it as well. Right, And you're cursed by knowledge. (laughs) You know it so well that you assume everybody else does. And everybody else will just get it. And in marketing, they really teach against this because a lot of times when we're putting together um, statements and marketing uh, campaigns and that, we tend to speak as though we know about the product and everything that it does. But not everybody starts there. So don't get caught up in the curse of knowledge. Right, When you're an expert in something or you really have something to say, don't just assume that everybody else gets that. Right, So you've got to really do your legwork there to make sure what is the information that is needed? What does this audience need to know? So know your audience. All right. So what do I want them to know? Get very specific on this, right? And leave out, you know, a lot of times it's hard to leave out stuff because you think, oh, but this is kind of important. This will make it look good. And maybe this is, you know, nice and that, but it's not necessary to get that idea across. All right. So what do you want them to know? Second thing that I want you to, the question that you got to answer, remember, what do you want them to know? The second one is, what do you want them to feel? All right. The key word here is emotion. Now, listen, we are hardwired for emotions such as inspiration and urgency and passion and motivation, frustration, humor, purpose. I mean, I could go on and on and on about all these things. We feel them every day. We are hardwired with emotions. That's who we are. And if you're speaking to humans, you better believe that if there's no emotion in this in some way or another, then it's going to fall flat, right? Once you communicate what you want the audience to know, you must attach feelings to that journey, right? It can't just be about information, but we got to think about what is the emotion that I want them to feel about this, all right? Listen, you don't just hear a great presenter. You feel a great presenter, right? 
I mean, and you know that. Think about people in your life that are really good at presenting ideas. You don't just hear them. You feel it. I mean, there's something behind it. There's a there's an urgency, a passion. Maybe there's a frustration. Uh, maybe there's an excitement. Maybe there's a vision there. Whatever it is, you feel a great presenter. You don't just hear them. And I think so many times people are so caught up in the information, they forget about the emotion. So what do you want them to feel, okay? This is so vital. I mean, uh, imagine if you watched a movie that had no emotion in it, how boring that would be. Then there are a lot of presenters. The reason they're so boring is because there's no emotion in what they're presenting at all, right? I mean, there's good information, but there's just no emotion. And so emotion is what really drives uh, things towards the third one, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but it drives the communication and it drives your presentation uh, forward, all right? So four elements of emotion that you can use. These are real practical. Um, If you're going to present, just remember these things. They don't always, all of them have to be there, but at least weave these in. If you can get all of them in, I think it's even better. But I would say at least make sure that you get some of these in whenever you're presenting. Again, I'm not just talking about a big audience of hundreds of people. I'm talking about even one-on-one or even a group meeting where you can bring this in to pitch an idea uh, that you're trying to get across. So four elements of emotion. First one is this, humor, right? I mean, we all love humor. Incorporate humor by telling a joke. Appropriate, by the way, okay? All right, or, or, or stories or quotes or something, right? Laughter breaks down walls between the audience and the communicator. I mean, there's nothing that connects us faster to others than to laugh with them, right? So bring humor into your style. In fact, there's a great book called Primal Leadership, um, and, and they talk about the power of uh, uh, what I call a laughing leader, but they, they talk about the power of laughter and leadership, that when you are able to laugh together with your team and that, it bonds you, it connects you. I mean, it, it, there's something powerful that it does. So listen, if you the fastest way you don't want to connect with somebody else is to laugh together. All right, experiencing things are going to bring that humor. So as a communicator, bring humor into what you do. Second thing is this, personal examples, right? Get personal in your communication. Share stories, illustrations, examples, real live things that have happened to create realism, right? For every point that you give, have a story. And for every story, have a point, right? I mean, make sure that for every point you have that you've got a story to go along with that. And for every story you've got, make sure it makes a point, right? That there's a point to the story. I mean, the more people that relate with you, the more they're going to receive from you as a communicator. So make sure that you use good personal examples of how this has impacted you or what you see here, or if it's not even you, just maybe it's somebody else, but you can use their personal story, right? But bring those into it. Another element of emotion is illustrations and metaphors, right? So incorporate illustrations or a metaphor. It's a great way to help people connect with your presentation a little bit deeper, right? Illustrations help us accept ideas easier, especially when the illustration is clear and already accepted by others, right? So find things in your audience um, that, that you can use and, and, and bring in illustrations and things that they're going to understand, right? So if you're talking with a group of engineers or that, right, I mean, use metaphors or illustrations that are going to kind of resonate with them. Certainly, if you're talking to a, a different group um, that is in a different industry, um, be mindful of the group and your audience on that and use really great metaphors and illustrations where people go, okay, I get what you're saying. That is kind of like that over there. Yeah, that is like that illustration right there, okay? And make sure those tie together really well. All right, another um, example of, of four uh, elements of emotion is questions, right? Asking your your audience, um, 
you know, the different questions that, 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 that you've got, right? It helps them engage in, in, in the presentation, getting them to think about specific answers to insightful questions that make them dig deeper into their hopes, fears, challenges, opportunities, right? The more they lean into your presentation, the more they're going to benefit. So bring in some questions every now and then to, to kind of engage somebody on that, right? To bring in their emotion a little bit, right? So what do you want them to feel? Make sure that there is something there that you are bringing in, some sort of a feeling, whether that's urgency or whether that's, you know, I, I want us to feel passionate about this. Think about ways that you can do that. Don't forget this element of emotion. I'm telling you, out of all the things that we're going to talk, the three things that we're going to talk about, um, this is the one that most people don't do really good on. They're so caught up in the information that they forget to kind of bring emotion into this thing, right? So don't just read off of a paper. Don't just read from a script and all that. Try to do whatever you can to know the information so well that you're able to bring emotion into it now and speak with confidence, with clarity. You're able to speak with passion, urgency, whatever it is, maybe even frustration about a challenge and how important it is that we find a solution, whether it's humor to break down those walls, purpose, you know, whatever it is that you can say, listen, we got to remember how purposeful this is and why this is so important that we do this. Start with why kind of a thing. So what do you want them to feel? Okay. Now, the last one, the third question that you got to ask, right? So um, is this, what do you want them to do, right? What do you want them to do? So what do I want them to know? What do I want them to feel? What do I want them to do, right? So what do you want them to do? The key word here is action, right? I mean, it's not just information. It's not just emotion, but we want you to take action on this somehow, some way, right, with whatever it is that you're trying to do. So remember this, motivational speaker uh, and author Jim Rohn said this, don't let your learning lead to knowledge, let your learning lead to action, right? So you don't want to just kind of bring knowledge to people, you want to let that knowledge lead to action. So listen, the destination of your presentation should lead to action, right? And never assume that people know what you want them to do with what you shared, right? I mean, again, it, you may think, yeah, but I mean, they should just know. Never assume that, you, that, that people are going to know what you want them to do with what you shared. Great presenters always inspire people to do something, and they're clear about what that action step is, right? They help people connect the dots between information, inspiration, and then to transformation, right? So we want that information to go in the kind of inspiration with, with that feeling into transformation with that, what do I want them to do, leading to action. So here's some thoughts, <clears throat> excuse me, about uh, this whole idea of what do you want them to do? How do you kind of get them to, to do something, right? Think about that. At the end of your presentation, you have always got to ask yourself, what is it that I want them to do? And again, never assume that people know that you, uh, what, what it is that you want them to do, all right? So here are some great calls to actions, right? When you think about the end of your presentation, what's the call to action? What is it that you're asking them to do? Well, here are some things that, that I think are some good, um, great calls to action. Involve these, these things. I don't know what your call to action is, but I know that they involve one of probably these four elements, okay? So is it urgency? Is your call to action urgency? If it is, talk about why it is crucial that you take action and do whatever it is that you're asking them to do, right? So maybe it's this, the call to action is you want them to make an urgent decision and, and, and that, well then make sure that, that it has an element of urgency in it, right? Also, if you're gonna give a call to action, make sure it has clarity, 
right? So give people clear and measurable to-dos moving forward so that they know exactly what to do with what you're asking them to do, right? So be very clear, right? Not just, guys, we need to work harder in the future. No, 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 no. That's not it. No, that we, we need to be able to put more time. I want to look for 10 more hours uh, a, a month that we devote towards this project, that we're all working towards it. So I want everybody to think about how they're going to contribute those extra 10 hours, right? I mean, that's way more clear, right, than just we need to work harder one day. No, so be clear and specific about what you're asking them to do. A great call to action always involves some rewards as well, right? So help people understand the benefits of taking action. I mean, what's going to be better as a result of doing whatever it is you're asking them to do? So talk about that. Say, guys, listen, if we take action on this and we make a decision and we move on this and, and we do whatever it is that you're asking them to do, here's the reward. Here's the benefit that you're going to get. It's going to help you here. I think it's going to help us as an organization. It's going to help our department. It's going to help us reach more clients. It's going to help us uh, be, be more efficient in what we do, which is going to save more time so that we're not as stressed in what's going on and that we're not burned out, right? So talk about the reward of taking action. What is the reward that's going to come through this, all right? Now, another thing that um, a, a good call to action involves is impact, right? I mean, everybody wants to know that their effort's making a difference, so help people connect the dots from their actions to the big picture. I mean, here's the impact that we're going to have. I mean, here's here's what it's going to do. And this is where you can get, um, a, you know, kind of big here, grandiose. Like, listen, if we're able to do this, here's how we change the world, right? I, I love what Steve Jobs used to say, you know, about the whole idea that, you know, he wants to make a dent in the universe, right? It was like, listen, I don't want to do no small thing. I want to do a big thing right? I, I, I don't want it to be small. I want it to be big. And his whole drive was, I want to make a dent in the universe. His quote, you know, talking about that. And I love that, right? I mean, stir people's hearts to make a difference, to do something that's going to be meaningful. So talk about these things. When you think about what you want them to do and you give a call to action, make sure that you are, are, are creating urgency in that call to action. There's clarity in it, that it is so clear what you're asking them to do. You're not just saying that we need to be better problem solvers around this issue. No, no, no. That, that, what does that mean walking away? No, uh, this is what I want us to see. I want us to solve this problem, and I want us to spend you know two meetings kind of working through this and brainstorming, right, moving forward. Um, and then the rewards. What's the benefit of taking action? What's the result if we do this? And then certainly the impact, the big picture of just how we're going to change the world, right? And, and, and I know that sounds grandiose. I know that sounds really, really huge. And you may think, gosh, I'm not sure how what we do over here really does that. But listen, get creative. And I'm not saying manipulative and kind of make things up, but truly think about what is it that we're doing that truly makes a difference in the world? Listen, when we think about the younger generation coming to the workforce, listen, they're, they don't want to just go work jobs, you know, just to kind of get money and sit back and retire one day. That's, that's an outdated kind of thing that's happening with, with the older generation that's dying out. The new generation, right, and I think myself even included, but certainly way younger, is saying, listen, we want our lives to be meaningful. We want to do something that matters, that changes the world, right? So how are you going to help them connect the dot to that? How are you going to help them know that if they take action in here, here's what the big picture is, right? We're improving people's life. We're providing a service that's going to you know, help people be able to do this in their life and do that or whatever it is. So even if it's hard for you to connect that dot, I want to encourage you as a leader, as someone who's communicating with others, help people connect the dots, right? Great leaders are what I call great dot connectors, right? They connect dots and they form pictures for people to see. It's kind of like that old school 
you know, drawing where you had to kind of like connect the dots, all the numbers, and then you would connect them, you know, sequentially. And then all of a sudden you'd kind of see a picture there where you drew a picture based on connecting the dots. That's what great leaders do. They're always helping people kind of connect the dots so that they see the big picture. So I hope this is helpful. Now, listen, let's kind of recap on here just so that you get it, all right? It's not not hard, but if you want to give a great presentation where you're connecting with people and, and you're doing a great job presenting and getting your ideas across, listen, you've got to answer these three questions before you even give that presentation. It's this, what do I want them to know, right? This is all about information, whittling it down to the things that are most necessary. What do I want them to feel? right? This is about being able to say, what's the emotion that I want to bring? What, what is it? What do I want people to walk away feeling after I have shared right now? Do I, just, do I want them to feel empowered, that they are, are more knowledgeable? Do I want them to, to have a sense of urgency and passion for this? I mean, what is it? Do I want them to be inspired? Do I want them to be moved, right? To say, wait, we got to do something. So what do you want them to feel? And then last one, what do I want them to do? This is all about action. What action do I want them to take? If you can't answer these three things, then you're not ready to give the presentation. If you don't know what you want them to know, you don't know what you want them to feel, and you're not even sure what you're asking them to do, then you need to go back to the drawing board and get prepped better so that when you walk into that or you even have an opportunity, even if it's kind of in the moment, you are ready to go. All right, I hope this was helpful to you guys and it helps kind of level you up to, to turn you into a better presenter in that. Listen, go get that free resource on, on how to prepare for a great presentation where I break a lot of this down where you can kind of see it all together in a really cool workbook. Um, you can go get that at johnbarrettleadership.com. It's a free resource. All you got to do is go in there, uh, sign up, download it. You got access to it immediately. And um, it's about a 10-page or so where it works through a lot of what we talked about today. And it's got some templates for when you're going to give a presentation on how to weave these things in. So I hope that it's helpful. Guys, thanks for listening. I will see you next month here on the podcast to help level you up. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.